1: to a Thursday, live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM channel one fifty-nine. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the sports grid network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com/slash watch. Find your favorite destination and consume everything. All across the grid, I am Ben Stevens. It is a Thursday. It is also for the first time in the 2023 football season a game day the hall of fame game in canton ohio the first football game here in the 2023 campaign kicks off the nfl preseason the new york jets and the cleveland browns the hall of fame game tonight kicking off around 8 p.m eastern time we'll look at what the odds have to say the trends you need to know for the best handicaps On the football gridiron for the first time here in 2023. All around Major League Baseball in these next two hours as well. We'll check in as group play has come to an end at the Women's World Cup down under. Another day of stutters that has sent Germany out of the knockout or out of group play for the first time in its history. A ton to get to here on this Thursday, live right here on the morning after. We start going around the daily diamond dash. Looking at a recap yesterday in MLB, a significant day yesterday in the bigs as well. It was the day following deadline day. Every roster now set for the final two months or so of this Major League Baseball regular season. About 50 games left for this stretch run. Postseason positioning, people that have put their chips all the way in to contend for a pennant a divisional race, or maybe even a World Series championship. Yesterday, up in the Bronx, it was a battle of aces between the Rays and the Yankees. Garrett Cole, the American League Cy Young frontrunner against Shane McClanahan for Tampa Bay. The Yankees just trying to avoid a sweep at the hands of Tampa. The Rays glad to see the calendar turn to August. They had won three straight entering yesterday in four of their last five. But the Yankees end that, avoiding the sweep at home inside Yankee Stadium, a 7-2 to victory. Garrett Cole sensational once again. A quality start, seven innings of work, only allowing two earned runs. Giancarlo Stanton hit a long ball in the third for New York. He had four ribbies in the game. They bounced McClanahan after only four innings of work. And the Yankees avoid the sweep against the Rays yesterday new york was just 7 and 14 entering yesterday since july 4th they were riding a three-game skid of their own that comes to a close the yankees back in the win column so a battle of aces up in the bronx yesterday where garrett cole the american league cy young favorite gets the better Of Shane McClanahan we'll talk about McClanahan in just a second but Garrett Cole has been sensational since the start of July five starts in the month of July entering yesterday's first start in August only allowing eight earned in total in those five starts seven innings of work yesterday only allowing four hits and two earned runs he did also strike out eight going over his K prop of seven and a half a number Garrett Cole has gone over in three of his last Four starts. Now, Shane McClanahan was injured six starts ago, early in June, against the Kansas City Royals. In the six starts since then, he picked up the loss yesterday. The five previous, he did not even earn a decision. He is allowed now with the five earned he gave up yesterday, 21 earned runs in his last six starts. That includes the start against Kansas City where he tweaked his back and he was placed on the 10 day IL before the All-Star break in MLB. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. Our number one of the morning after live on this Thursday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So Garrett Cole picks up his 10th win of the season yesterday for the New York Yankees. A 10-2 record for Garrett Cole. He's only allowed 10 earned runs in his last six starts, and he now went from an even money plus 100 favorite to win the al cy young award to a minus money minus 130 odds on favorite to win that american league cy young award at this moment elsewhere around the big some day baseball in atlanta the rubber match between the braves and the angels and atlanta got going early a 12-5 victory for the braves they were a minus 164 home money line favorite the braves playing the best baseball as the best team in the bigs. They've now won five of their last six. Atlanta is the only team in all of the majors that is 25 or more games above 500. But for the Halos, they're still 11-7 since the All-Star break. Lucas Giolito got his second start for L.A. yesterday on the road in Atlanta. Not a good one. Three and two-thirds, allowing nine earned runs and three home runs as well. The Braves... Remain the favorites to win a World Series, as you saw there. We go to an American League East divisional matchup yesterday. The Orioles looking to take the series victory against the Blue Jays in the third of a four-game set, but Toronto picks up its first win in the series as a minus-122 home money line favorite. The Orioles had won three straight entering the game. Baltimore now booked as an underdog in 13 of their last 16. They have still won eight of those 13 games so that's where things stand in major league baseball but today is important today feels significant why because football has returned the hall of fame game in canton ohio between the new york jets and the cleveland browns the first football game in 2023's season the jets booked as a minus one and a half favorite on that spread minus 135 a slight favorite on the money line the total thirty three and a half last year the game went over between the Raiders and the Jaguars with 38 combined points but the prior three years in the Hall of Fame game going under that small total of 33 and a half plenty more football later on but we stick to baseball up next
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: It's a Thursday, live right here on the morning after the day after the day following the trade deadline in Major League baseball so we welcome on the pitching ninja rob freeman from FanDuel joining us here on this thursday to go all around the bigs a significant thursday for some that moved at the deadline including max scherzer he makes his debut today in arlington for the texas rangers rob thank you for joining us here live on this thursday on the morning after plenty to get to we appreciate your insight on the diamond always it's
2: great to be here as always we're very glad
1: to have you. Rob, <laughs> yesterday at Yankee Stadium, the Yanks trying to avoid a sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays. The Pinstripes struggling since Independence Day, just 7-14 and 14, entering yesterday's finale against Tampa Bay. But who do you turn to? Garrett Cole in a matchup of aces New York sends out Cole Tampa Bay on the other side sends out Shane McClanahan and Cole got the better of McClanahan and the Rays as the Yankees win seven to two Rob what was your main takeaway from the
2: battle of aces up in the Bronx yesterday you know it was really that watching two aces battle it out both of these guys are in the Cy Young race I think Cole absolutely solidified his spot as the leader for the Mm -hmm. al cy young he was a leader going in but it's hard to imagine catching him unless he just totally implodes like that's the thing that i came away with was cole stepped up you know it's like hey who's the ace he he claimed it he certainly
1: did over that k prop of seven and a half yesterday for the third time in his last four starts he's only allowed 10 earned runs in total in his last six starts since the start of july on the other side rob For Shane McClanahan, tweaked his back at the end of June. The Tampa Bay Rays placed him on the 10-day IL to give him a little bit more recovery time around that Major League Baseball All-Star break, but including that start where he did injure himself against Kansas City, his last six, he's allowed 21 earned runs and allowed five yesterday against the Yankees. What's been the biggest issue
2: with Shane McClanahan here over the last month and a half? You know, it just seems like wearing down a little bit. Those injuries, you know, none of them are tremendously huge, but in the end, you end up compensating for some of it. Maybe not quite as sharp. Although his fastball looked good. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for him. May have just yeah. gotten beat, but I do think sometimes you wear down and these little nagging things get to you.
1: Garrett Cole, now the front runner, like Rob mentioned. He was the even money favorite entering yesterday's start against Tampa Bay. Now an odds on, minus money favorite at minus 130 to win the American League Cy Young Award. Kevin Gosman for Toronto, that second best price. And Fromber Valdez, after a no-no on Tuesday night, Rob, has that third best number. What was your main takeaway from Valdez's moment in history in Houston a couple of nights back?
2: You know, he just made it look easy. I don't know that he was ever in trouble in that entire game. What he walk one? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just looked like just prime Fromber. He was dominant. And uh, when he's on, he's as good as anybody. And then he got out of that inning when he walked somebody with a double play. He faced the minimum only
1: 27 batters against Houston on Tuesday night. Rob, some day baseball yesterday in your neck of the woods in Atlanta between the Braves and the Halos. The rubber match of their three-game set. Atlanta did a ton of scoring yesterday, 12-5 to for the victory against L.A. The second start for Lucas Giolito in an Angels uniform since he was acquired prior to the deadline from the Chicago White Sox and it wasn't great and his two starts now Rob for LA nine innings of work 12 earned runs given up and five home runs what have you seen out of G so far as
2: a member of the Angels you know I gotta think it's it's tough for him being traded to a new team and probably making some adjustments he's a very good pitcher you know, running into the Braves offense though like that he'll they'll do that to anybody that, that Braves team is not somebody sure. I would ever want to face. And I, I mean, I'd be like, hey, you know, can I skip my my turn this time?
1: Atlanta right now, looking like the best team in the Bigs. They've won five of their last six. They are 22 games above 500, 69 and 37, the mark for Atlanta. They are the only team, Rob Freeman, that is 25 games or more above 500 at this point. So we mentioned it as we welcomed you on a debut in Arlington today for one Max Scherzer as a new member of the Rangers. They're booked as nearly a $3 favorite, some day baseball in Arlington against those Chicago White Sox that were big sellers at the deadline. Rob,
2: what can we expect out of Max Scherzer in his debut in Texas? So Max is one of those guys that always likes to set a first impression. And, you know, he's been through this before. I wouldn't be surprised if he's very dominant, that, that White Sox lineup is one that he can absolutely... Just tear through. So, it wouldn't surprise me to see him with a with a big K outing today. It makes sense that the Rangers are
1: nearly a three dollar favorite. Texas still clinging to a half game advantage in the American League West divisional race for that top spot. So, they need Scherzer out there with a solid outing in his debut in Arlington. Rob, this year, Max Scherzer's record not bad nine and four, but a four oh one. ERA that would be his highest ERA since 2011 it would be only the second time in the last nine years Rob if he finishes the season with this mark that he's had an ERA above three so how would you describe the year Max Scherzer has had up until this point in
2: Queens but now what he takes with him to Texas you know he's had a hard time just putting it all together Um, I think he's had a tough time with slider command which is his main pitch um, yeah, you know, I still wouldn't be surprised to see him. He's a vet and he knows his body as yep. well as anybody wouldn't be surprised to see him put it together. Now he's with a team. That's you know, going to make a run and he'll find a way to step it up. He's very driven. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him do that. I also think he's a leader. So you have a guy like right. that who hates losing. He hates, he hates letting people down like he did in New York. Yep. He wants to be the best so i wouldn't be surprised to see him lift up his game and lift up lift up the rangers game too Some
1: very candid comments from Scherzer after he was dealt to Texas and even Uncle Steve. The Mets owner, Steve Cohen, yesterday saying they couldn't promise Max Scherzer they would be all in again to make a run in 2024. It led to the fire sale for New York, of course, shipping Max Scherzer to Texas and Justin Verlander, also to the state of Texas, but his former team, the Houston Astros. Somebody that was not traded at the deadline, Rob. Shohei Otani he remains in Anaheim where the Angels return today after the three game set against Atlanta yes they lost the series but the Halos have still won 11 of their 18 games since the all-star break they are firmly in position to make a run at one of those wild card spots in the American League Shohei Otani gets the start tonight in Anaheim against the Mariners and the last time Rob we saw Shohei Otani on the bump last Thursday a complete game one hit shutout and then oh yeah he hit two home runs in the second leg of the doubleheader against the Tigers just a week ago Rob are there words left to describe Shohei Otani?
2: no there's just not like I, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. it was maybe one of the best days a baseball player's ever had and it's like usual for Shohei you're like I can't believe someone did it but then you remember it's Shohei and that's just what happens You get
1: the update on your phone. You see the highlights and you say, yeah, that makes sense. That's Shohei Otani. Anybody else, our jaws would be on the floor, but that's what Shohei Otani presents to the Angels and to all of Major League Baseball. Rob, we were having the conversation during the commercial break about our favorite moves at the trade deadline. And I think both of us were hoping... Baltimore would do a little something more. The O's look for the series win against their divisional foes. Toronto today, up in the Great White North. Rob, despite not making a ton of flurries at the
2: deadline, do you believe in Baltimore? I do believe in them. I think the team's got that attitude. They, uh, they just seem to get along really well. Yep. And I would, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, adding Flaherty is a nice little move we'll see i mean i do love the team like that energy on yeah. that team is is there you can feel it right they believe in the roster they have they believe in the core they have that they can
1: be a true american league pennant contender that line right now has the o's as a pretty hefty underdog in toronto it would be the 14th time in the last 17 games baltimore has been booked as an underdog the odds makers. Still not necessarily fully bought into Baltimore at this moment. Rob Freeman, the pitching ninja from FanDuel, joining us here on this Thursday on TMA. Rob, thank you very much. To the gridiron next.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football. Let me say that again. Football is back today. The Hall of
1: Fame game kicks off the 2023 NFL preseason, the first football game of the 2023 season as well. Yes, I know it's the Hall of Fame game. No, we are not going to see Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or many of the starters for either of the two clubs, but it's football and that means something welcome back to a thursday live right here all the morning after on sports grid we win with Zinn. mark zinno joins us here on tma to handicap the hall of fame game and of course look at what this season holds for the two competitors we will see tonight is it the year new york jets fully invested in aaron Rodgers and kenda watson bounce back and find a rejuvenation this year in year number two in cleveland mark zinno Thank you for joining us here, live on this Thursday on the morning after.
3: Ben, it was great to be with you. And as you said, football, we actually get to start to talk about it now. So it is uh, it's as close to Christmas morning as you can get right now.
1: It might not be the prettiest product in Canton tonight for the Hall of Fame game. I mean, look at the total. It's 33 and a, ho- 33 and a hook. That makes my Big Ten heart sing. And I'm already going to bet the under for tonight's game. But, Zeno, when you look at what we have, for the numbers tonight, the New York Jets booked as a point and a half favorite on the spread, minus one thirty-five on the money line. A very short distinction, of course. On the other side, for the Cleveland Browns, Zeno, what do you find is the best way to handicap NFL preseason games here for the Hall of Fame game tonight in Canton?
3: Well, it's a completely different handicap than you would an NFL regular season game, right? Like, first, number one, the game the game can end in a tie. If they're tied after. 60 minutes of football, they don't play anymore. They just call it a tie. So if you have the dog, you're on the right side. But furthermore, in those situations, in one possession games, towards the end, coaches are more likely to go for two than just kick the extra point. So if it's a case where the Browns are down by seven, it's the best case scenario because they'll either go for two to take the lead or they'll either get it or miss it. And either way, it's a one-point differential. And being plus one and a half, they're going to cover the number. So that's advantage Cleveland Browns right there. And I think – that's the side that I lean on. Do you trust the Browns' backups more than the Jets' backups? Because that's honestly what this is about. And you have to look at the quarterback yep. position first between Kellen Mond and our favorite guy, DTR. You know how much I love the Pac-12 or what's left of it. Yep. Uh, DTR from UCLA and what he uh, what he did last year. Can he do some of that on his own? And here's the thing. When you get to these preseason games, here's why a guy like DTR is so important. Because he can go off script on his own and he can, he can still make plays just being yep. who he is because he's so athletic and so mobile, and so when everything goes haywire and your fourth or fifth wide receiver is running the wrong route and is not where he's supposed to be, DTR could take off and run. I think that's a huge advantage for the Browns there. And and really, do you want to bet on Zach Wilson? Like, honestly, do you really, Hmm. really, really want to bet on Zach Wilson? My only angst here in taking the Browns is that the Jets value headlines more than anything. Nobody's better at winning the offseason – than the new york jets nobody would love to turn around and start talking smack after a hall of fame game four days into august that means absolutely nothing than the new york jets so uh, maybe robert sala and company want to win this one a little bit more than kevin stefanski and company but still i lean on the browns here plus the points
1: and the jets have dominated the headlines this offseason now into the preseason they have been the biggest story around the world of football and i do think it's interesting Zino, as you bring up Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, excuse me. What is the motivation for these guys tonight? Zach Wilson trying to prove that he is a legitimate. NFL quarterback no he's not going to win the number one job over Aaron Rodgers but he's trying to prove to the New York Jets that hey over the next two three years however long Aaron stays in the New York New Jersey area I'm going to learn under his tutelage and I can be the guy you drafted second overall in 2021 or maybe he's trying to show to the rest of the National Football League that I can be a legitimate starting Quarterback. There's guys up and down the roster trying to earn a spot tonight, either for the Jets or the Browns or the other 30 NFL clubs that might see some glimpses of talent on the field in Canton. So the football game does have meaning to the individuals involved tonight, and it has meaning to us here on the morning after as well. All right, Zeno, let's peel this forward now to the regular season. The Cleveland Browns open up the regular season day number one, that first Sunday of the year, when we will see Deshaun Watson against an AFC North divisional foe, the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Battle of Ohio in Cleveland to start the year. The Browns, a slight one-and-a-half-point underdog for that game as well. Zeno, what do you want to see, the opening Sunday of the year between these two divisional foes?
3: Well, the best of the number is gone, right? I guess since the injury news of Joe Burrow and and the speculation that he's not going to be 100%, that three-and-a-half with the Browns that you had is gone, and that was really the number that you wanted Cause home dogs in the division in week one, the NFL are covering at better than 60%. So you might've missed the best of the number. That total is way peculiar to me though, Ben, that seems way too yeah. high for a Bengals offense that might not have Joe Burrow or might not be a hundred percent Joe Burrow. And furthermore, a Browns offense that we still don't know what Deshaun Watson is yet. Uh, and offense is typically usually behind the defense, right? Like it takes them a little bit longer to get going into, into the season. So, Uh, I would look to the under in that game between the two of them. They always play each other tight. It is a divisional battle. So, you know, this stuff is super important. But the Browns' defense and the Bengals' defense right now might be better than both of those offenses. And that seems like a very high number between those two teams with quarterback questions.
1: Zeno, it's really interesting. You've seen some odds movement against Cincinnati since the injury to Joe Burrow exactly one week ago. The football world held our collective breath as the video came out on social media from Bengals practice last week when Joe Burrow came up limp, a non-contact injury, and he grabbed at the lower part of his right leg. But Joe Burrow hasn't really been a staple for Cincy in his now four-year NFL career, about to enter year number four in really any preseason action. So, you know, when you look at Joe Burrow, yes, the Bengals moved back slightly in the north, in the AFC title market, all of that, and of course, the spread for week number one against the Browns. But where Joe Burrow has remained, he's still a co-favorite at 7-1 to to win the NFL MVP award this season in 2023. What is your true level of concern around Joe Burrow's health as 2023 is about to begin?
3: I mean, I don't have any concerns about the long-term health, right? I mean, he's proven he's pretty durable, all things considered. But what we did see last year when he missed the preseason, he struggled in the first four weeks. He wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. And I'll look to fade the Bengals early on because of that. But you looked at the numbers you saw on Deshaun Watson, and here's the interesting part about this, Ben. And I've said this a couple of times when I look at my AFC North odds. The really only bet that I can make that I have truly a lot of faith in, and it's a huge gamble, from a value standpoint is the Browns to win the division because this may shock some people, but if 2020 Deshaun Watson shows back up, if the guy that last played under center a full season for the Houston, Texas shows back up, that's the best quarterback in the division by a wide margin. He's better than Joe Burrow and he's better than a lot of other quarterbacks in this league. So the idea oh. that if I get 2020 Deshaun Watson back, the Browns can absolutely win this division and he can absolutely be in the MVP conversation. I just have no clue whether that guy shows back up. None of us do. Does a full preseason get rid of all of his physical and mental struggles that he's dealt with over the past you know, 18 months to two years? Nobody knows that.
1: 2020 is a long time ago. I don't think Deshaun yeah. Watson, even at the peak of his abilities, is the best quarterback in this division he's probably not even the second best quarterback in this division in my estimation Joe Burrow by far holds that mantle and the success backs that up Lamar Jackson's the only quarterback in this division that's won an MVP award because Deshaun Watson last year in six starts averaged 184 yards per game only had seven touchdowns to five interceptions with a 58.2 percent completion percentage and a lot of people are going to tell me he only played six games after serving the 11 game suspension all albeit his fault in that matter. But 2020 was a long time ago. He hasn't played a lot of football in the last two and a half, three years. And I'm not expecting a ton out of Deshaun Watson or the Cleveland Browns this season, Mark Zeno.
3: It's hard for me to argue with you. Again, I don't know that that guy is ever coming back and walking through you know, the tunnel in an NFL game again. It's, it's very... T- but if some version of him comes back, they're going to be a lot better than expected. Um, and again, it's hard for me to believe that in in two short years, for a guy who's only 27 years old, he's completely forgotten how to play the position of quarterback in football. Yep. I'll give him a little bit of a pass in the idea that, look, he had very little warm-up time during his 11-game suspension to get up to game speed and everything else. He wasn't allowed to be around the team, wasn't allowed to practice, any of that stuff. So, you know, it's very tough for him to walk into that situation and be anything positive. It looked really bad, Ben. You're not wrong. It's a huge if, and this is why we call it gambling because – yeah. For some re- if some semblance of him shows back up in 2020, I think the Browns could be a very competitive team and surprise a lot of people. I just don't know if I'm ever going to see that.
1: The AFC North is a very competitive division. Less than three yes. and a half bucks separate all four teams in the divisional odds right now. The Steelers have the lowest win total. It's eight and a half, but the over has the hefty juice, and that should be the case. 16 years under Mike Tomlin, never a losing record in Pittsburgh. The win total for Cleveland, nine and a half, the under a slight bit of juice. Zeno, you mentioned it for the New York Jets tonight in the Hall of Fame game. It is certainly going to be the story week number one of the regular season as the Jets end out week number one on a Monday night in MetLife against the Buffalo Bills. The Jets a slight home underdog at MetLife against Buffalo and AFC and Super Bowl frontrunners so Mark Zinno at the end of week number one what will the overreaction be based off the result of this game
3: well if the Bills lose it uh the sky is going to be falling for their Super Bowl chances and everything else uh and so I think there'll be a massive overreaction there if the Jets lose it uh, depending on how they lose, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well, you're going to see a lot of questions about whether this was the right move. All things said, believe it or not, Ben, I, I know it's week one, and there is, yep. you know, cover from anything. There's so much on this game for these two teams and where they're going to go. Yep. If the Bills win this thing, they're going to sprint out to a 7-1 start, uh, and no one's going to look back, and, and, and they're going to win this division in a walk. If the Jets win it, they, they're going to need it because their first eight games are pure, first six games are pure murder for their schedule.
1: It's going to be a very difficult slate for Aaron Rodgers in
0: his debut year in New York. Quarterback questions up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: On this day of football, we go around training camp in the National Football League for some quarterback questions and provide you some answers. It's a Thursday on the morning after on Sports Grid. It's game day in the NFL. The Hall of Fame game between the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. No quarterback questions in terms of who is going to start. Mark Zeno for either of those two teams. Zeno is back for a second straight segment of course it's aaron Rodgers for the new york jets deshaun watson looking for the bounce back in year number two with the browns but elsewhere Zeno, you know a ton of questions that we we try to provide some insight on you what stands out to me right now there's a quarterback competition a really heated quarterback race in tampa bay for the heir apparent to tom brady and quarterbacks through the day in the national football league and in the headlines it's our focus on the most important position and yet there doesn't seem to be a lot of talk or conversation or even debate about who's going to start for the buccaneers this year they signed baker mayfield to a one-year deal worth about eight million dollars in the offseason they drafted kyle trask out of florida in the second round of the 2021 NFL draft and it's a heated QB race between these two marks you know but not a lot of discussion around it so the question to you Mark how much of last year's Tom Brady can even be replaced by either Baker or Trask
3: you couldn't replace them with two Bakers and two Trasks. even if you put two quarterbacks on the field at the same time with two balls they couldn't put up the same amount of numbers that Tom Brady put up for that team so that's a that's not the way to frame this question but I, I I would look at the idea of if you're the Buccaneers, you probably need to give Kyle Trask more reps. I mean, don't we know what Baker Mayfield is? Don't we know at this point he's not a franchise quarterback? Don't we know with a good amount of certainty that he's not a guy that's going to make other players around him better? Like, I think we've figured that out at this point. We've seen him with enough game reps uh, against competitive teams in situational and meaningful games to know that. We don't know that yet about Kyle Trask. You drafted him with some second-round draft capital, so that means obviously you think very highly of him. And as much as they don't have a lot of pieces to help him succeed early, guess what? The Bengals didn't have a lot of pieces around Joe Burrow to help him succeed early. And you kind of knew early on, for as bad as that team was when he got hurt and played, what was it, eight games that first year, he made them competitive, he made them fun, he made them exciting, he put up points. If you can get some of that from Kyle Trask, I think that's probably the way you should go. And Baker Mayfield should be relegated to a backup.
1: You know, I think right now that Baker Mayfield is going to start week number one as that day one starter for Tampa Bay. But let the odds tell the story. The Bucs have the second lowest win total in all of the NFL. Six and a half, the under a hefty bit of juice at minus 142. If Tampa Bay hovers around that number, five, six, seven wins, they're not really going to be in contention, it would seem, for a playoff spot. And thus, you turn to the young Kyle Trask to see what you have if you need to evaluate your future at that franchise quarterback position. There are some offensive pieces, of course. Mike Evans remains in Tampa Bay, as does Chris Godwin. The offensive line was dangerously banged up last year. It should be healthier this year for the Buccaneers. I just don't expect much out of Tampa as a team in terms of stacking up wins. I think Kyle Trask will end the year as the starting quarterback quarterback now we focus on new england where the biggest upgrade this year in the offseason was getting rid of joe judge and getting rid of matt patricia as your offensive play callers and bringing in bill o'brien as the offensive coordinator because it was an interesting quarterback situation last year mac jones in his rookie campaign started all 17 games led the Pats to a postseason appearance and then he started last year got banged up early on Bailey Zappi came in. He gave New England a thrill, and then Mac Jones still started 14 games last season. So, Zeno knowing that Mac Jones was in a battle at times with Bailey Zappi a year ago, the question to you around the quarterback spot, how long is the leash for Mac Jones this year?
3: Longer than people would ever give it credit for. This is Bill Belichick we're talking about. He doesn't make quarterback changes capriciously at all. Like, this is not a guy who's going to be swayed by public opinion, the media, the fans, or anybody else in reference to what he should do at the position of quarterback. Remember, they drafted him in the first round. That was a Bill Belichick decision, and they have a lot of faith in Mac Jones. And in reality, we don't get the flash in the pan that we saw from Bailey Zappi last year if Mac Jones doesn't get injured. It's not like Mac Jones was benched for poor play and we saw Bailey. The only reason Bailey got on the field was because Mac Jones got injured. As long as Mac's healthy, he's going to be the starter, and they're going to give him every chance to succeed in this offense, whether Patriots fans or or people think it's the right move or not. This is Mac Jones' team and his offense to run. And Bailey Zappi, for everything we loved about him at Western Kentucky and the three games he played last year looked like a lot of fun, guess what? Um, This is not his team yet at this point in time. So as long as Mac is healthy, he'll be under center.
1: He was kind of benched, but Bill Belichick said it was because he didn't look right from a health perspective in that Monday night football game against Chicago. But again, Mac Jones still started 14 games, and you can't fault the guy when his offensive masterminds are Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, a defensive coach and a special teams coordinator. So a big upgrade, I would think, at the very least, to have Bill O'Brien as the OC now in Foxborough. We go from New England to san francisco where last year trey lance was the day one starter he was the guy that was supposedly going to bring kyle shanahan's offense to that elite level he gets injured week number two jimmy garoppolo who was all but discarded by san fran the offseason prior comes in and starts 10 games he gets injured against the dolphins enter mr irrelevant brock purdy who leads san francisco to the second seed in the nfc postseason and of course an nfc title game appearance Brock Purdy is healthy albeit on a pitch count to start off training camp after suffering the UCL injury in that NFC championship game against Philadelphia he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners in 2023 but Trey Lance is on the roster as is Sam Darnold so Mark Zeno the question to you who is the best quarterback on San Francisco's roster
3: well, the most talented quarterback is Trey Lance. I don't know if he's the best yet, and nobody knows if he's the best yet. Why? Because we haven't seen him play. So, I mean, it's impossible for anybody to know what Trey Lance is at this point. I mean, if I'm San Fran, I don't, and if I'm Kyle Shanahan, who everybody has to have a ton of faith in. Look, if he makes a decision about his offense, everybody generally has to trust him. I think he's earned that right to this point in his coaching career. That said... I still am flabbergasted that they are going to give the ball to Brock Purdy in week one. Like I, I just don't get it. Um, I would tell you, I think that, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you've got some game tape on him. Now that you know exactly who he is and you're not trying to prepare midseason. and teams have had all off season to look at him and understand what he is. Um, you know, that there may be some regression for him coming. Uh, he can't do the things that Trey Lance can do. Very few quarterbacks in this league can, I still yeah. am kind of again, Lord, that they're not going to give him the shot after investing in him third overall uh, to take him as a quarterback. But you know, if it's not broken for Kyle Shanahan, don't fix it. I suppose, and his offense can yeah. can be run by a lot of people. Maybe Uri could run his offense. Who knows? I mean, I'm I'm as irrelevant as Brock Brody was the day the day that he got drafted. And guess what? You know, he's, he's playing quarterback, and I'm not. So.
1: I'm a backup high school quarterback for a one-win team my senior year so who's to really say but that's the idea Marks you know that's why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan traded up in 2021's NFL draft from 12th overall to third overall to get their guy in Trey Lance that everybody thought hey Jimmy Garoppolo is not the reason you win games but he doesn't hold you back Trey's going to be the guy that elevates the offense to a degree we've never seen with the mastermind that is Kyle Shanahan there's so many pieces there Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle of course now Christian McCaffrey it's interesting the investment into Trey Lance to not make him the starter and there's been some concern about Trey Lance's progression since the ankle injury early on in 2022 Mark Zeno I think my biggest disappointment at the quarterback position in terms of a team investing in that spot this offseason is The Washington Commanders, they did nothing when I thought they were in prime position to move up in the draft to go after a guy like an Anthony Richardson or a C.J. Strouder, maybe even Hendon Hooker. They didn't. They're going to go with Sam Howell. He's going to be the day one starter. He started week 18 for the Commanders and did have some bright spots in that huge upset over the Dallas Cowboys, but he was a fifth-round pick in 2022. So, Mark Zitto, will Sam Howell start all season for Washington?
3: I think the short answer is no. I think Washington is absolutely nuts for doing nothing to address their quarterback position this off I mean, this team feels like it's a quarterback away. Now that's a hard piece to fill with any level of, you know, adequacy. So it's not, it's easier said than done, but you know, this is a defense that is great. Uh, pass defense is excellent. One of the best in the league. And I, I know that pass rush is taken a hit chase young kind of doesn't look like what he was when he first got into the league, but You know, they have plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Underrated weapons that not enough people talk about how loaded this offense is from start to finish. And don't forget, they're going to get Brian Robinson healthy for a full season after being shot in the leg last year in the offseason. So they have a staple of running backs. They have plenty of good wide receivers who can catch the ball. Jahan Dotson is a speedster who can take the top off a defense. I mean, look, they have everything they need to win this division other than a quarterback. And if you think you're going to topple the Eagles – and then topple the the Cowboys and then try to compete to be better than the Giants um, with Sam Howell, I'll tell you, you're nuts. I'm not saying it's impossible. Sam Howell may be very good. But how the hell do you know that after just seeing one game? And you did nothing to even push him in camp or even – I mean, I guess the old adage for them was true, right? If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. They made it pretty clear that they're going to put their faith in Sam Howell. Let's see if it gets rewarded. I don't think it will be, but I, I guess I could understand the philosophy of it.
1: Don't forget Eric Bienemi, now the offensive coordinator in Washington. Oh, yeah. But the commanders' win total is six and a half. The under has the juice. Not much expected out of the commanders this year. Not the case, though, Mark Zeno, for the Atlanta Falcons. A win total of eight and a half for the Dirty Birds. And the over has the juice because of all the pieces offensively. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson, the eighth overall pick. But who's delivering all of those offensive pieces? the football the Falcons are going with their third round pick from two years ago now Desmond Ritter on the roster his backup currently Taylor Heineke a guy that knows Washington very very well Mark Zeno the question for you which QB of the two in Atlanta starts more games for the Falcons this year
3: Desmond Ritter will start all 17 games as long as he's healthy mm. and I'll say this much and I need you to hear this now because I'm going to say it all season long when we talk football B. John Robinson is that dude okay he is that dude he is all that in a bag of chips and a whole lot more and I would tell you right now and I've watched him in training camp um there might only be five linebackers in this league who could even come close to covering him out of the backfield I mean he is embarrassing everybody in practice now you could say that says a lot about the Falcons defenders but that's a whole different conversation still I say <laughs> all that to say that E. John Robinson is that dude and here's the crazy part I mean this is what is going to make Desmond Ritter successful and the Falcons office successful you put B. John Robinson on the field along with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and they can even add John New Smith, right, who they picked up this offseason. He can leave those four guys on the field and he can run about five different formations and never change a single player personnel wise. How in the world does a defense prepare for that? Because B. John Robinson can line up at three different spots. Kyle Pitts can line up at three different spots. Drake London can line up in the slot. He can line out wide. They can run him. At- I mean, there's just so many options available. Arthur Smith is the most underrated offensive coach in this league right now, and he's going to start to get his due this year. Uh, and I see why the Falcons over is getting juice. I would caution you and say, look, I'd rather you should probably bet the Falcons to win the NFC South than pay juice on betting the over because I think the two are correlated. They don't get one without the other. So, uh, but I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a good year. Won't be great, but it'll be good enough to get the Falcons, you know, probably to a postseason berth.
1: Bijan robinson the favorite right now to win the offensive rookie of the year in the nfl a three to one number mark zinno we win with Zinn today we appreciate your time
0: as always we hear from the public on the first football game of the year up next SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to
1: the morning after here as we round out the opening hour of a Thursday live right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM all across the spiz grids network that is sports grid i am ben stevens and the new sports grid app has you set today on a big day in the world of sports on this thursday five-star plays around major league baseball and maybe even the first football game of the year the hall of fame game in canton scan the qr code on your screen right here Right now, for all of our information, insight, and data in the palm of your hands, the new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, available for download on the Apple App Store. It is smarter to be on SportsGrid. So what do you think about the Hall of Fame game? Are you excited? Do you want to bet it? Do you have a cap you want to share? That was our question for you and Fade the Public. What's the best bet for the Hall of Fame game tonight? At Sports Grid TV on Twitter, we give you four options. The Jets as a point-and-a-half favorite. The Browns as the underdog, both from the spread and money line perspective. The over of 33-and-a-half or the under of 33-and-a-half. Rarely am I speechless. Rarely does the public take my words away. But right now, public, I am so pleased with you. Under 33-and-a-half has the most votes at SportsGridTV on Twitter, over 42%. Does that scare me? The public wants to be on the under alongside myself. No, it does not. That is smart. You are on the right side of history. Last year, 27 to 11, the Raiders beat the Jags. It went over this total of 33 and a hook. But the previous three years, under 33 and a half. Only twice in the last 11 Hall of Fame games have we gone over 40 points. So we're not going to see a ton of offense either which way under 33 and a half we'll talk about it one final time to probably wrap up the show today for a best bet that's a tease here's another one Hour two is on the way here on the morning after on sports grid come back and join us